You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a St. Patrick's Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. Of course, we are celebrating all things Ireland today. We'll talk about the luck of the Irish and what we hope BYU enjoys in terms of luck over the coming seasons or two. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk some BYU football, basketball, and catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports like we normally do. Locked On Cougars is proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. And of course, the motto here is your team every day. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for March 17th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thanks again for taking the time to download this daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. If you're just finding us amidst the lull in sports with most of the sports we love and are near and dear to our hearts being canceled or suspended, well, welcome on in. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. Thanks again for taking the time to download the show. It's available everywhere podcasts are to be found, so make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. Of course, today is St. Patrick's Day. Hopefully you guys are wearing your green, but be careful about who you pinch because, of course, in this uh, current uh, situation, we're not supposed to be social distancing ourselves as we seek to curb or flatten the curve when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic that is just raging all over the globe. And it's still a fun time to celebrate, of course, the luck of the Irish and none more so the luck I'm hoping for is that we can get this pandemic under control and we can resume sports just in general. I, I'm I'm already over it. I think we're five days into this and I'm going bonkers. It's I'm watching old games and the like, and that's that's okay. It's not great, but it it, it does in a pinch. But I just want live sports action to be back on my television and I miss it, plain and simple. So today, of course, St. Patrick's. Patrick's Day, everybody looking for that proverbial pot of gold at the end of the rain, rainbow. I wanted to talk about that in relation to BYU, obviously. The Cougars, uh, their basketball program, just a disappointing end to their season with the NCAA t- championships or the NCAA tournament being canceled and a number of other spring sports. The number one ranked BYU men's volleyball program also seeing their season ended unceremoniously without a national championship. You hope that a team like BYU Volleyball, if the NCAA does does opt to use national polls as the differentiator for naming a national champion. Well, BYU should hang another banner for a national championship in the Smith Fieldhouse for men's volleyball. Men's basketball, it would have been cool to see them make a run to the Sweet 16 and add another uh, another uh, year to that banner they have hanging in the Marriott Center. Make a run to the Elite Eight or even the Final Four would just be absolutely incredible. But unfortunately, those seasons are over. So we're going to look forward and what lucky things we want to see coming in the coming year or two for BYU sports. Well, first things first, I'm hoping we get a full college football season. Yesterday, President Trump uh, announced that the coronavirus may not be under control until June or July. Well, if that's the case, uh, you're going to see college sports and sports in general shut down for some time here. And by the time we get back to quote-unquote normal uh, normalcy, I guess I should say, 
Well, it could be impacting the start time for the college football season. Could college football push things back, maybe start a little bit later on, maybe start in late September, early October, and play bowl games in January? Sure, but that's going to take all kinds of machinations from the NCAA, from schools themselves, to allow student-athletes to play that sport across two different semesters because most semesters end in early to mid-December and then start back up in January, and you'd be kind of like hovering around that maybe playing through a Christmas break etc potentially so I'm hoping and this is I'm not saying that's going to happen but my hope is that we get college football regardless of what other sports are going on if I'm college football I'm pushing to start on the weekend of September 5th no matter what I know the Louisville uh, not the Louisville the Kentucky Derby announced that they're going to move their the Derby back for the first time in 75 years to the weekend of September 5th that's the current uh, date they have scheduled for it rather than what originally is in early May when the Triple Crown plays out but I just, I look at it and I hope that college football is a little bit selfish in this regard. And if everything is all good thing, all systems go, let's be clear about that. We have to make sure that it's safe for players and coaches and spectators potentially to be taking in this sport and participating in it and being so close to one another, etc. But if everything is all clear, I'm hoping college football says, you know what, we're playing our season when we play it. And you guys who have these other sports going on, you can play around us. We are going to play our sport and we're going to play it in our traditional format and during our traditional seasons. So that is my first hope of the luck of the Irish for BYU is that BYU sports, BYU football, and college football in general are able to play their full season in the allotted time frame that it's supposed to be, meaning late August to early December. Uh, is that is that going to come to fruition? Well, we're about to find out. That's the plain and simple. That's the long and short of it. I also the luck of the Irish is I hope that BYU men's basketball uh, guys like a Taylor Mon, like an Evan Troy, etc. These guys who are not going to go on to professional careers. T.J. Haas, Yoli Childs, Jake Toulson, they'll play pro ball wherever they want. They can play all over this globe. There are so many pro leagues around the world that will pay you money to come play basketball. I know guys like Yoli Childs harbor ambitions of playing in the NBA because it is the top level of basketball professionally, but I'm talking about some of these other guys who may not have a future in professional basketball or could use some more chances to show what they can do to professional scouts, like a Zach Selyus. I'm hoping the NCAA, who's already said they're going to allow spring sports, men's volleyball, softball, baseball, the like, to have uh, eligibility waivers handed out to all student-athletes to help them keep a year of eligibility after starting their seasons and seeing them ended so soon. Well, I'm hopeful that, hopeful that the same thing happens for winter sports. And guys like a Zach Selyus and Evan Troy, a Taylor Mon, if they so desire to come back for another year in a BYU uniform, they're allowed to do so. It would be very beneficial for the BYU basketball program, even though they have plenty of talent down there. But having a guy like a Zach Selyus on the squad for another year where he becomes a bigger part of the offense in addition to what he's proven to be in terms of a lockdown defender, etc., that would be a fantastic addition for the BYU basketball program. Is it likely to happen? Well, knowing the NCAA, I'm not holding my breath, but it'd be cool to see. It'd be nice to see some of these guys who it's going to be their last time suiting up in a uniform. They didn't get to see their season play out the way they wanted to with the NCAA tournament and the like. It'd be cool to see them get that opportunity to be able to go back out there and play another year in their college's uniforms. We'll see what happens with that. I'm not counting on it, but it's another one of those 
Irish wishes, I guess I'm going with, luck of the Irish, on this St. Patrick's Day. So two things there for BYU football and BYU basketball. I'm hoping that all things play out well. And coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk about an early betting line for BYU versus Utah in football. I saw this on Cougar Sports Insider, looked it up myself. Fox Bet, which has come out in the aftermath of illegal sports betting, they've become one of the bigger voices when it comes to putting out lines and the like. Well, they put out an early line for BYU versus Utah in football, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that this podcast is here for all of you in this time where we don't have live sports going on. Just a reminder for you guys of that. But I also want to ask you guys a favor. If you guys don't mind, leave us a favorable rating and review on whichever podcast you're listening to us on, particularly if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. The five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, as well as give us a note or two about what you like about the podcast, really help build this audience and help us get the word out about what we're doing here on the podcast and build the BYU audience. It helps BYU fans find us and conversely helps us find BYU fans in the podcast universe which is just so vast anymore so I want to thank you guys in advance for taking the time to do that a number of you have already done so and I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to do that so make sure you leave us a favorable rating and review and we will thank you for doing that right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, guys, Fox Bet, it's a sports book based in New Jersey, has released early betting lines for some of college football's biggest games in the opening weekend of the season, which is set for September 5th. Of course, there are week zero games on the weekend of August 29th, but BYU and Utah are going to square off on that Thursday night, the first weekend of college football officially up there in Salt Lake City at Rice Eccles Stadium. Barring any changes to the schedule, like I said, I am betting on be- on college football being a little bullheaded and saying, no, we're playing our season right when it's supposed to be played if everything is going according to plan with the coronavirus outbreak, etc. But currently, BYU slated as a seven-point underdog as they look to make it, as they look to avoid making it ten straight against their rivals, the Utes. Uh, kind of crazy to see a seven-point line so early on here, but I have to admit, after nine straight wins for the University of Utah, would you expect anything less from a sports book who's just looking at the hard and cold numbers when it comes to BYU football? versus Utah. BYU has had so many opportunities to snap this streak, it feels like, during this nine-game losing streak. They had a 27-7 lead at one point it, it, the last time they played up at Rice-Eccles and they lost that game. Just so many different heartbreaking ways BYU has found ways to lose to their rival. And it doesn't surprise me at all to see a seven-point line from Fox Bet so far on this. Does BYU have their best opportunity to snap the streak this year, in my opinion? Well, on paper right now, Yes, I think that's absolutely the case. Utah has to replace their leading rusher, their starting quarterback. Their offensive line was not very good last year. Might be the one strength they have if it comes through. The wide receiving court, Utah is pretty good. But on defense, they're going to be replacing nine starters. You heard me, nine. And all nine of those guys who are not with the Utes anymore are likely to end up on NFL training camp rosters at the very worst, if not be on NFL active rosters this coming season in the NFL. There is so much talent leaving the University of Utah this offseason or has left the University of Utah's uh, campus this offseason that BYU on paper, this really does look like their best opportunity to snap that streak and make it a one in a row for BYU. Am I betting on it? If you've listened to this podcast for some time, I will not 
bet on BYU winning the rivalry game until they prove it that prove they can do it to me. I've been fooled too many times in these last nine games that BYU has lost to Utah to think that you know what BYU is going to walk in there and walk out with a victory. The University of Utah, I get that this bugs people, is a Power Five program. They have proven that they are recruiting at a different level than BYU. It means a different caliber of athlete, a different type of depth that they have up at the University of Utah that BYU, frankly, right now cannot compete with. BYU, if you go ones versus ones, okay, by and large, BYU can compete. But it's when you get down into the second and third string where the quality depth of the University of Utah and most Power 5 programs have recruited is where BYU struggles. The bottom end of BYU's roster is not even worthy of FCS roster status in some cases. That's how bad it's gotten down there at BYU. Kalani Satake has done a good job in trying to upgrade the talent base of BYU, but he still has a long ways to go. Will it ever be where BYU is competing on a Power 5 level with their roster? Currently, with the honor code as it stands and the academic restrictions that BYU imposes on their student-athletes, I doubt it. I'll be frank about it. I don't think BYU is ever going to have that quality power five depth. Will BYU have the ones, the first stringers that can compete with anybody? Sure. But those guys can only play so much in a game and you need guys in the second and third units to be able to step up and be able to either help you continue to build a lead or keep yourself in a game. And we've seen from BYU since the split when BYU went independent, University of Utah went to the Pac-12. Well, the Utes have developed quality depth and when they go to their twos or threes they don't have to worry as much as BYU does in certain cases are there second and third stringers at BYU that are very good players yeah absolutely the quarterback room just look at that right now they have three guys who have proven they can win games at the FBS level and play at a high level but BYU doesn't have that depth at every position group and that's the concern as BYU gets ready for the 2020 season looking to end a nine game losing streak to the University of Utah Like I said, I will not bet on BYU winning this game until they prove they can do it. Call me a Fairweather fan. Call me whatever you will, but that's just kind of how I've gone about things over the last few years. You can ask my family and friends. I've actually had family and friends who are big BYU fans kind of get mad at me saying, you know, you need to be more upbeat about BYU, and I've told them, I just can't do it. Until BYU proves that they can go out there and beat the University of Utah, and this in this case it would be at Rice-Eccles Stadium, snap a nine-game losing streak, great. If they do it, it'd be awesome. But until they prove they can do it, I'm not betting on BYU to break the streak anytime soon. And I, I understand that probably makes some of you guys think, what did, why is Jake doing this podcast if he's so if he's so down on BYU? I'm not necessarily down on BYU. I've said it also on this podcast in the last few months. I actually think BYU's roster going into 2020 might be one of the strongest they've had in in the last little bit. There just seems to be a mental block for lack of a better term for BYU when it comes to facing off against the University of Utah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Kyle Whittingham just has Kalani Satake's number. I don't know if Kyle Whittingham's made a deal with the devil, so to say. I don't know what it is, but there is something that happens to BYU when they face off against the University of Utah over the last decade plus at this point that they just cannot get over the hump. 
I would love to see them break through. There's no doubt about that. I would like to see some more parity get back into this rivalry because, like I said, it's been a decade plus since BYU won this game, and you'd like to see the Cougars finally get an opportunity to celebrate on the rivals' home field, celebrate a rivalry win. And I think, it, most importantly, it'd be very important for Kalani Sitake to show, you know what, I am competing with schools like Utah, and we can beat them head-to-head. Last year was awesome to see BYU beat Tennessee at Tennessee and also upset nationally ranked to USC on your home field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But if you want to beat the class of the Power Five, and Utah currently is amongst that group, the class of the Power Five, go up to Rice-Eccles on August, or not August, it'd be September, I think, 5th is when BYU and Utah are squaring off. September 3rd, I don't remember exactly the date, apologize, I've just got so many other things going on. But whenever that game has taken place, go up to Rice-Eccles, Prove Jay Catch and everybody else wrong, win that game, and get yourself off to a flying start to the football season in 2020. Like I said, I'm hoping this season goes on right along on time and that we don't have any delays or see the season outright canceled. But currently, BYU is seven-point underdog to Utah, and sad as it is to say, it seems like it fits just fine. All right, we'll switch gears, talk some more BYU football, but moving into the pro ranks, a big-time deal for a former Cougar and Kyle Van Noy. We'll talk about that next. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that listening to this podcast is really simple, and you don't have to list so much as a finger to listen to it. All you got to do is tell your smart device. Many of you are currently in self-isolation or quarantine with the COVID-19 outbreak. Well, guess what? Your smart devices can make listening to this podcast really simple. And all you got to do is tell them, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and we will be right there for you guys each and every day. Like I said, we're going to be talking BYU sports until sports returns. We'll have coverage for you, talking everything we can come up with. Today, we talked about luck of the Irish just because it was St. Patrick's Day. It's one of those things we're going to do in the coming days and weeks to carry us through until sports return to our lives. But I want to remind you guys, use your smart devices to listen to this podcast. That way you never miss an episode and by extension, become the smartest BYU fan in the room. All right, guys, the NFL is keeping us entertained, at least for the last couple of days, with the legal tampering period open. It's the funniest term in sports, I feel like. The NFL league year starts tomorrow when you actually can sign new free agent deals, but the NFL allows teams, beginning on the Monday ahead of the league year beginning, which usually starts on a Wednesday, they call it the legal tampering period, where teams can start making deals with free agents who are not necessarily officially free agents yet. It's kind of funny how it works it's a gimmicky thing but guess what it's the only thing we've got going in sports right now and we're going to glom onto it and we have a BYU connection to all of this and that is that the Miami Dolphins have agreed to terms with linebacker Kyle Van Noy a four-year deal worth up to 51 million dollars if I'm not mistaken 30 million of it guaranteed Good job, Kyle Van Noy. You got yourself paid, and I wish you nothing but the best going forward. Playing in South Beach for big money, there are worse things to be doing in life. Of course, Van Noy was a stalwart member of the New England Patriots after being traded uh, from the Detroit Lions to New England under Bill Belichick. And now his new head coach, Brian Flores, was the linebackers coach slash pseudo defensive coordinator under Belichick before getting the head coaching job in Miami. Kyle Van Noy now reunites with Brian Flores and doing so with a nice contract to boot. Four-year deal. Kyle Van Noy will be 29 here shortly if he's not 29 already, so that'll carry him 
through his age 33 season in the NFL. He's got two Super Bowl rings. Uh, Kyle Van Noy has had a very, very nice career for himself. And it was a career that started out a little bit bumpy, if you recall. When he was drafted to the Detroit Lions, they were just a dumpster fire of an organization. And some might argue they might still be that. And there was some thought he actually might go back to Detroit as a free agent there. But he's decided to sign with the Miami Dolphins. When he got traded to New England, he got traded for, I think, a seventh-round draft pick. He was an afterthought. Nobody thought he could play. What he'd done in a BYU uniform looked almost like a flash in the pan. But it looks like... Bill Belichick saw something in him and Brian Flores also saw something in Kyle Van Noy and they unlocked him and he had a fantastic, fantastic run in New England and now with the Miami Dolphins trying to rebuild on the fly well Kyle Van Noy you can guarantee is going to have a featured role in that Miami Dolphins defense I'm looking forward to seeing what he does for the Dolphins. The fun part is he's still in the AFC East, so he'll have an opportunity to go head-to-head with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots for at least the next three or four years, it appears, with the Miami Dolphins. So congratulations to Kyle Van Noy on that big money deal. Uh, Any more in the NFL, if you make it past the five-year mark, you've had a great run because the average NFL career is about three years. So Kyle Van Noy looking like he's going to play near a decade at least in the NFL if he doesn't get another contract beyond this. He likely could get another contract but if he decides to step aside after this he's made good money he's won a couple of Super Bowl rings already we'll see what Miami has in store for him over the next three or four years there playing for the Dolphins under Brian Flores but man you got to feel good if you're Kyle Van Noy looking at this, you knowing your financial future is secured. You have a new contract. It's going to take you to South Beach. You're going to be playing in relatively good weather for at least half of the games on your NFL slate, if not more, because the new collective bargaining agreement is going to bring 17 game schedules beginning in 2021. It's good to see a guy like Kyle Van Noy who got off to a bumpy start both at BYU and in the NFL. Things have worked out in both places for him. Of course, he had that MVP performance in the Poinsettia Bowl against San Diego State in his final game of his BYU career. He had a bumpy start there in Detroit. Everybody thought they'd essentially given up on him. He goes and uh, kind of has a career resurgence under Bill Belichick in the New England Patriots and now gets paid as he heads to South Beach and going to Miami. I think that is a success story that everybody can get behind. And congratulations to Kyle Van Noy on getting paid and getting to play in Miami. There's better, there are worse places to play football, let's put it this way, for money in the professional ranks. And South Beach, Miami, that sounds like a pretty good place to be going to. So there you go. Kyle Van Noy, congratulations to him on a brand new deal. Thank you to all of you who have joined us today. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. Feel free to weigh in anytime. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us out at Locked On Cougars. Feel free to drop us a note anytime as well via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to hear your guys' thoughts on what you're taking away from everything going on in BYU sports, etc. Like I said, my commitment to you guys is to help fill the void without sports until sports return to our lives with this daily podcast talking BYU sports. But I am going to require your guys' help. So if there are topics you'd like us to hit on on this podcast in the coming days and weeks, feel free to weigh in. Let us know what you think. and love to have you guys on board with us as we talk BYU sports each and every day. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. Hope you have some corned beef and cabbage or whatever Irish tradition 
traditions you guys have to celebrate this great holiday. And we will talk to you soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 17th, 2020. And we will talk to you tomorrow.